forgot to hit record. How's your summer been, guys? <laughs> Segues are a little off, but that's fine. It does it again. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I forgot to hit record. Anyways, how's your summer been? What you I knew it. Food? I'm serious. <laughs> like, Is it no, I was looking at him like, what? what? We've been that talking for an hour, a whole hour. I'm joking, it's been like 15 minutes. See, but... I discovered it better than discovering it 40 minutes from now, which sometimes has happened. Anywho. It's always oh, good, yeah. man. It's always good. You know, spent a couple weeks out west, been to a couple weddings, <laughs> just worked on it. literally is repeating the same story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? He's like, I ain't telling you about all the weddings I've seen you guys at. <laughs> I'm not repeating yeah, yeah. that shit. Yes, I went to a <laughs> bunch of weddings. Weddings are great. Yeah, they're talking about mortgage agents, talking yeah, about real estate agents. Yeah, I didn't go anywhere. He's just, <laughs> spending, money. Yeah, he's just spending money on his house. <laughs> F that guy. Robbie's just straight. Robbie's been working all summer and uh, yeah. renovations. Yeah. I don't know what I've been doing. I've just been kind of floating. I'd... You you and Sanjay been schlepping it to BC all summer, man. You I, made a couple of trips out there, didn't you? I did two weeks. That was my. I had two weeks there, and then I came back. I bike. I was chilling, man. It's been a decent summer. I've been bike riding, walking, got like a bunch of steps in. It doesn't. It doesn't show. What? Uh, it doesn't <laughs> last. And I'm at that Buddha State, right? What? No, like so. Like Sarah. That's what she said. Yeah, but they go on a two-kilometer, uh, twenty-kilometer walk. That doesn't really translate to any sort of weight loss or any sort of like cardio's gain. It's a walk. Yeah, but what are you eating after that? That's the question. Yeah, I still eat. Like shit. I don't. I don't. I was fasting for a while, and then I kind of said, "Fuck it." I like food. Just talking. Well, what's the show about? It's about nothing. It's about nothing. I just want these guys to know you got another thing coming, bitch. I'm still around. I like breakfast. Yeah. And you know what it is, is I make my kids breakfast and it's hard not to eat their leftovers because I feel like I'm going to just throw it away if I don't. And I'm really mm. cheap in that regard. So it's kind of like, well, you ain't, and the kids are, I don't know if you guys seen your kids, but my kids will literally like, I'll make them a big bowl of like uh, oatmeal or whatever, or cereal. They'll take a bite. Be like, I don't want this. I want something else. And I'm like, well, I ain't yeah. tossing this bowl of oatmeal that I just made. So then if I'm fasting, I can't eat it and it goes to waste. So I'm just taken to just eating everything and that's my life i'm technically obese which is scary that's what no, I'm saying. i mean it's very sad he's just it's not what's why do you say technically and why do you sound surprised because you know i can still walk through the door without going side like you know there's certain things in my life that i'm just like i don't feel obese I, you should be wearing a large shirt but i'm pretty sure what you're wearing double xl right now what the I'm legit wearing larges. That looks double XL, bro. I'm yeah, sitting I don't like it, uh, 2005. <laughs> this is bullshit. I didn't come on my own podcast to get slandered like that. Talking about slander, let's talk about these mortgage agents. Uh, no, no, first remind everybody we're the fourth, we're the fourth best podcast. Oh, yeah, we're also the fourth best podcast in Ontario based on a website that I never heard of. But uh <laughs> And he's like, please, he said, please pro- promote my website. And I said, no problem. Hey, man, he's probably listening right now. Promote it. I guarantee you didn't listen to a single episode. 
Who just, cares? He said he said nice things about us. My wife exactly. doesn't really put the name of the podcast out. There. Hey, I put it on my Instagram story and made people think that they're missing out on something important. Mm. <laughs> but all that to say that you know the real estate, the real estate market's been a complete shit show. Sanj has been responsible for everything that's going on in the real estate market. Sanj, please. Uh, I heard too. There's a CBC story coming out. Please disclose why your industry has completely caused the ruin of Canada. Go. Well, no pressure. No pressure. Country is a one-trick pony, and all we know how to do is build houses, chop down trees. That's what our entire economy runs on, man. Apparently, we aren't building houses. Actually, that's a fucked up thing. Really, <laughs> we're oh, yeah, no, now we're just selling them to each other on paper, right? It's just a circular economy at this point. You see that thing? I don't know if you, you guys buy know. a house. I buy a house. Shinda buys a house. It's all the same. There's house, this right? parable that I came across where two economists were walking, and the first one dared the other one to. They came across like a pile of shit, and the one economist said, "Hey, I'll give you a hundred dollars to eat the pile of shit," and so. The economist is like, yeah, no problem. He ate the shit, got the $100. They walk a little longer. They see another pile of shit. The second economist is like, now I dare you to eat the pile of shit for $100. First economist is like, well, bet. Takes it, eats the shit, gets the $100. Says, you know, effectively, we've only really created the money. It seems like this is a whole worthless endeavor. And he's like, no, we increased the GDP by $200. So. I could have done without that story. <laughs> Walk. That should be a straight touch. I feel like we all ate the shit there for having to listen to that. <laughs> Anyways, what I'm trying to say is, yeah, are we just shitting ourselves? What were, what were you trying to say? He's talking about the circular economy. We're talking about the circular economy, and it feels like that's what Canada's economy right now is. is we're all just eating this is shit. Not the, this is not the smart podcast. <laughs> it's a, he started off with, I have a parable. Yeah. <laughs> not what the words. That was, that was terrible, sir. It was not a parable. It was just terrible. 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 Uh, uh, yeah, so we're just... That's prep, that's prep for the show. We're keeping the economy alive by uh, buying houses and selling them to each other. mortgage. Sorry? Sorry, I don't know what Robbie said. No, I said that's kind of stopped now, hasn't it? No one's buying. No one's really selling. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's it's kind of crawled to still um, no real transacting happening at this point in time. What's Most the where's the, the where's the bottom, man? Like, what's your opinion? What's the bottom? We're like six months away, eight months away from the bottom. To be entirely honest. Well, I mean, uh, I thought people get a little horny over the freeze right and I, I actually saw it on people's like exclamation points and chats no raise they're holding hold. i mean two months ago five percent was like oh what the fuck are we gonna do it's five percent now suddenly it's like hey guys it's only five percent they didn't raise it anymore like suddenly it's okay people like, are still struggling right you know what's uh, i know we're gonna go into like the actual impact but I gotta say, like uh, all these premiers writing to the Bank of Canada was kind of funny. It's like Dude, your opinion fucking doesn't matter. What are you talking? It doesn't about? matter. Doug Ford. Stop Doug Ford. Our, Doug Ford was one our of the honor, last ones to write our a letter. Our premier of Ontario literally put a halt to it. The most impactful. He wrote it. Hey. Literally the next day they stopped it. I don't know where you're okay, not. Anyways, making these connections. Anyways, bringing this, liberal this homers. Homework. 
He's the last one to do it anyway. You that letter. It would have been more impactful than like, Doug Ford. No impact, but they all knew. Like, every monkey and his uncle knew that more, more likely than not, they're going to hold. Even though, like, we've been in lockstep with the U.S. and just increasing when they increase, everybody knew a hold was coming. It was on every fucking Instagram poll, on everybody's story. It was all over Twitter. Every new hold is coming. I voted for the optics. These letters are so funny, man. I voted in. But people are so stupid, man. Janta, Janta mentality be like, oh, bale, bale, premiers are doing this and that. All of them, not just Ford. I think there are a few others. The BC guy started it. The NDP guy, right? The real question Uh, is why didn't the uh, prime minister do anything about it? Where's his letter? The prime minister. If he did do something about it, you guys would be interfering with an independent body. Such a weak prime minister. Crack. It's complete weak. It's a it's a sign of weakness, is what it is. Yeah, weakness from upholding upholding like I don't know, and the independent decision making of the Bank of Canada. What an idiot for respecting that. Didn't they say that the current rate would not be able to have an effect on inflation? Yeah, yeah, they said they may have to raise again this year as yeah. well. Um, so I think, I think there's still one rate hike left in the year. Maybe two more next year. Oof. Oof. Hold on, isn't it weird though that five percent still relatively low, historically low? No. Oh, that's five percent overnight lending rate, right? That's not five percent to the consumer. We're looking at seven point two prime at you know the five majors other than TD. TD's at seven point three five. They just advertise a higher discounts. It's fucking. I don't remember any point in my life where I was cognizant of these things of it being sevens. No, my when I went to when I went to university, I was paying seven. Well, I remember that. My, when I was doing mortgages yeah, well, back well, in my day, when I was yeah. a mortgage guy. Oh, I don't mean it like that. I we mean, were doing nine percent. Nine percent. Yeah. These things until you're like you know late teens, early twenties at the earliest when you start being aware of what the interest rate actually means, kind of thing, and. I just don't ever remember it being this high. Well, I think the one the one thing is that people or consumers have this mentality of not even understanding the full scope of what they were paying for, but just if they could afford one payment. And that's where they've been caught. You know, this mentality of, well, how much is it going to cost me per month? Can I swing it? But the reality is, can you really afford the entirety of what you're you're buying? And the answer mostly is no, right? Yeah. And that's why even the slightest change in interest rates on one point something million is obviously going to hurt. And that's the other thing. When did they think it was affordable to have a $1.5 million? Like when did that become Normal. normative? Right. You know, and, and especially if your income has not increased even by the slightest, like that's the scary part. You know, you're still on a fixed income. I mean, by it's not really going to change and maybe you get a few increases here and there, but housing's doubled. Right. And the only reason it probably has skyrocketed is there are those low rates. So everyone's jumped into the market saying, well, I can afford the monthly. And now you're seeing the drawback, right? So that's the way I look at it. Eventually, it's going to have to go back to relative to what people earn, right? So is it so inflation going to win out or is uh, the market housing market going to win out? One or, one or the other, right? Either we make more. I, I think you're, I, I personally think just like, what was it? Was it from 89 to 2001? Wasn't it like stagnant the entire yeah, housing market? Stagnant, yeah. Oh, so I wouldn't be like they caught like, cakes. Like, yeah, so I my five-year-old self not being able to fi- afford a house. <laughs> yeah, but if that happens again, I mean, are, are we surprised? But like, I think yeah. that's pretty possible. 
the so one of the wild things that it, for me is wild is I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to like the whole green belt thing where we've taken land out of the green belt and we've I guess effectively given it to a few developers. We. We, we, as in the you know <laughs> residents of Ontario, be it our government. We, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so they were saying there's something like even though you know we're assigning this land for development, it could still be up to 20 years before there's like uh, shovels yeah. in the ground before we even see any sort of actual building. Listen, man, you stop for one fucking minute drinking the Kool Aid. Let's be realistic for a second. That was never about putting housing as a priority. It was about enriching specific people who did specific things for specific politicians. That's all it was. It's all it ever is going to be. You know it. I know it. He knows it. Just call a spade a spade. Okay? That fucking track housing that's going to be detached McMansions that, you know, I live in right now, for example, 20 years from now, is not fucking helping anyone. What we need is things like the um, the Allen uh, Shepherd area over there by um yorkdale mall there's i think nine acres there that have been under development for 15 20 years at this point since the late 90s what the fuck are we doing sitting on our hands on that for it could be thousands of homes within four years if you get shovels in the ground today instead of having a plan of development for 25 years look at me fucking bullshit about you know townhouses and semis and fucking detached houses up in but fuck nowhere barry or wherever the fuck it is that's what people are moving to. Like, get the fuck out of there, man. But that's what people are moving to. People are moving to, like, the boonies, man. That's, okay, that's where the migration the boonies, is. And they get called back into the office, and they're like, fuck, what do I do? I got to sell my house at about for a million and a half or 900000 and go buy a house back in Brampton again so I can be by the fucking Mount Pleasant Gold Station. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Tell us how you really feel. I just, I just went to WWE mode. It was fabulous. <laughs> Started getting up <laughs> No, but at the same time, you think that it wouldn't take 20 you years. You know it. I know it. He like, sounds like an accountant quietly yelling in his cubicle. <laughs> <laughs> but 20 years but between the time you get land and you can actually start like developing on it seems a bit, you know, long. You, I think I've said this to you guys before, but in, a, in Toronto, for a condo development, right, from the time of acquisition to the time of completion – even necessarily to completion but time of occupancy is typically about nine years nine years just to get fucking through all the development bullshit and have people taking keys not even actually taking possession and you as a developer getting paid it didn't fucking take nine years to do that mm. that's the biggest problem right there it's five years of extra carrying costs that hits the consumer directly. Then you have the development charges, the levies, the taxes, the green space bullshit, the fucking parking requirements, all that stuff. More transit. We need better connectivity between municipalities. And once you have those things, you reduce the parking lot requirements, you reduce the bullshit development charges because now your tax base has increased exponentially on any given property space. And you move on in that forum. Like the, what we're doing right now clearly doesn't fucking work. That's just it. What's what's the what's the shortest, what's the easiest way out? Work from home. Clearly, you let people work from wherever so, they want, and now you uh, encourage I mean, I mean, growth in other areas. I mean, the the problem people say, well, every there's so many people now. So is it just the influx of people into Canada? Is that something we gotta pump the brakes on? Well, they said they are now, but shouldn't they have uh, planned it first? I, I, I'd rather we we devote all our energy into quickly scaling up our um, 
our roads, our homes, like building homes, becoming efficient and all that, then stop the influx of people. The influx of people is needed. We need to be able to adapt to that. And, and like we're such a big country and our population footprint is so small. For us to be competitive in like any sort of market, any sort of industry, our, our, our biggest like downfall is our, our small population and a small market, right? That's why you don't get the deals that they get in the States or UK and whatnot, right? We complain about our like internet fees and what Rogers is gouging us, but it really is because we're a small market. Um, and, you know, a small population is what's hurting us for so many things. So there goes Robbie. But um, I like how yeah. two months later, you this guy's You mentioned Rogers sucks. and it went out. <laughs> yeah, I know. But, uh, but yeah, if, if we can figure out a way where we can grow our cities, um, grow our small, bustling rural towns to become bigger towns and cities and handle this influx of people um, and really spread the money out where it needs to go, not just to colleges and fucking we we might have a way to like manage this man so i mean the the thing with population density and, and what you're proposing is that there has to be a change in psyche uh, of the canadian purchaser of homes you know we all want detached homes we all want these big 2000 square feet homes i mean that is the culture uh that we have here where if you look at those countries where you might be mentioning or even a place like new york um you know buying a house like that is not it's accepted. It's like you can have an apartment and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. We do we do this kind of graded system that, you know, if you're, you know, you're a townhouse, it's not good enough and there has to be something else. So you're not going to get population density until you start building homes or at least have a population that wants to live in that kind of environment. And they don't. Everyone's looking for these detached homes. That's why they're going out to the boonies and getting, you know, the 3,000 square foot houses in the middle of nowhere. I- um, I would. I'm gonna go on a limb and probably you know, regret this, but play on cultural stereotypes. If there's two culture societies that could quickly like manage an influx of a large influx of you know people migrating to their countries is like German and Japanese. They would figure out a way to like <laughs> scale it up systematically, be ready for it, probably anticipate what and project like what they need to do and start doing before the influx of people comes in just so they're ready for it right but isn't Jer- um, japan already like kind of a bad example of this because they yeah, have one of the most population and no but but now but just now just now they're starting to they're just trickling in they they were one of the hardest countries to get immigration and now they're giving it as long as you know you move to one of these empty small towns or whatnot they are starting to be incentivized to bring in immigration right uh, when they open the floodgates like Canada does, which I'm sure it will happen at some point or another, I bet you that that country will be able to manage it way better than we did right now. Yeah. Um, if I had to bet, if I was a betting man, that's all I'm going to say. The guy who's in 12 different fantasy leagues. Dude, fucking man, fantasy? Right? Killing me. I don't know, man. I, just, I think there has to be a complete change. You know, and then and then the other thing is, do you cap the students? Now they're you know they've proposed capping the student admissions, or should the university and colleges at least be a, somewhat responsible for providing some type of housing, if not just at least the first year, right? You should have to guarantee housing for the entirety of that student's tenure at your college, and it should be tied to. So you have fifteen beds, you can get fifteen international students. That's it. Yeah, simple. Oh. Yeah. You know, straight line. 
And if you do that, you force the infrastructure to build. What happens afterward when you lose these international students, for example, because of policy change or, you know, agenda change? Now you have additional accommodations built up, but you don't have the need for it. Let's say, for example, right, maybe our student population shrinks, whatever. Well, we have an aging population as well that, that can be retroactively converted into, let's say, old folks' homes. It's dormitory-style living, essentially, in a nursing home as well, right? Like, it's not very different at the end of the day. And in that scenario, now you have something for these boomers to kind of upcycle their lives into and allow younger families to move into their homes kind of thing, right? Like, that's that's kind of what's got to happen. And, you know, going back to that comment as well about boomers selling off, I think more than anything, you're going to see a massive um, hand down from the estate perspective. Either it's going to be boomer sells off, splits the money with their kids, gives them a living kind of um, whatever windfall of cash or they're going to die the kids are going to sell it and move on or one of the kids is going to buy out the other siblings and move in because it's the only shot they have at getting a house that's that's kind of what's typically typically going to happen here across the board with respect to how do you deal with it upzoning man vancouver is having the conversation right now turning every single property in vancouver proper into a sixplex for zoning purposes that's a little bit too much from one perspective because it's going to jam up cmhc financing queues and construction timelines, but at the same time, it's good because it makes it cash flow friendly, budget friendly, pro forma friendly. You have more room to play with your numbers to make the math work for your deal to make sense for you to want to go ahead and do construction. So I understand why they did it. Yeah, I mean, uh, even here in Ontario, didn't Douglas just open up like zoning so certain big lots can actually build up? A duplex or something like that, or a build a whole second plot, like laneway houses you have in BC in Vancouver, right? Well, they call them coach houses up there. Um, Toronto has laneway houses. has garden suites, garden suites and laneway houses. That that actually be Ontario wide. I can't remember right now, but Toronto proper, I think that's everything can go up to a fourplex. Is what they're talking about. Well, that's it's a start. Yeah, 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 but it also has to be tied in with with more housing regulation, right? You can't just build these six pluses and have no kind of uh, occupancy um, controls, right? And it was linked with property tax. So even if we build these massive houses and you got thirty people living in them, there has to be a better system to track it, right? It just, you know, for example, when I lived in in Glasgow, and I always say it, there, there, the tenant pays the council tax. It's it's not the landlord, so if you if you live in the, a certain zone and whatever zone that is, you pay for the services that you're getting, and they track everybody, right? No, no, there's people that cheat. There's people that cheat it, but then you have high. There's rules where you can't have more than I think it's like five people or something like that, or it might be four um, uh, adults in, in 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 one household if they're not really. There's like different rules that they have, and it's to ensure um, there's enough funding, right? Well, so. You- you're asking for more regulations. San just yelled at us for saying no, that. But I, but I, yeah, but I'm saying from a city standpoint, right? Like that, that's fine. Build. Yeah, but I, you know, you still live here, right? So you still want a community. You still want. You want to still have a nice place to live, and that's not going to happen without any funding. So yeah, yeah we sure we can build a bunch of slums, but what does that mean, right? It's demand for infrastructure as well. Right now you start thinking about traffic, yeah, yeah. traffic, usability of your actual transit and all that kind of stuff. Like, um, how, like how much has Sheridan paid back into the city of Brampton? 
It's a good question. Right? Like the infrastructure that they use, the buses, it's, it's, they're not providing any of it. And I'm sure they're getting tax breaks as well from, for operating in the city. So if, if their operation is, is, uh, you know, lack of a better word, sucking the air out of a lot of the services, then they should pay their fair share. Because they're profiting. But shouldn't things like buses kind of be self-sustaining at this point where you have so many people using it, you're bringing in more and now they're all... Is it though? Shouldn't Are they? Be? Well, you need more buses. Well, if everyone, like, isn't that speak to the fact that maybe the fees are just too low on the buses if it's not able to cover itself? I don't think I, so. Like, Gurbatov, which is here at the start of the summer, he was telling us, like, they're going up by 900%. They're making money. Yeah. They, you they, think making, do you think they're making, well, yeah, they're really a different case. They're probably making more money than they ever have. But, yeah, they're crazy. Like, Nobody rode Transit Transit. And now, like, they need yeah. to have a crazy network and system built up overnight because everybody's using it. Everybody that's new. I do they get to I a point where they, where, do they get to a point where they expand midnight. it? Sorry, go ahead. I no, I was saying I just see hordes of people at midnight waiting for the bus. It's insane when these like shift chains happen. And I live at the edge of an industrial area. How many people are actually using it? I've never seen it in my whole life. What, but what I'm saying, what's the next step, right? So if, if it's to improve it, to make it bigger and better, that's still yeah. going to take investment, be it from federal or provincial. Like someone has to invest them, right? And where's that money coming from? What I'm saying is I think the university and colleges, if they haven't a certain amount of population, should pay into it, right? Why not? Well, I like what Sam you know, said about yeah. making it, you know, for every student you bring in, you need to make sure that you have a bed for them. And that alone yeah. resolves a lot of the housing thing because now – you know, these schools, if they're making that much money on each student and having to actually build up the real estate for it, there's definitely like this fair exchange happening there for communities. Especially. Yeah, or at least like 80% of the people you invite, like have at your school, you need to be able to, you know, Honestly, source a bed point, for Honestly, at this point, I think even 50% would make a huge difference. Hell yeah. Look at it Anything's from the other better than zero. Yeah. Look at it from the other perspective too, the student perspective. I mean, we, we all make comments, but man, that's that's a pretty shitty deal yeah. you, you come here you pay all that money and and that's like look how you have to live right meanwhile like, the whole it? fucking community is talking shit about you go to whatever upper whatever it is right fuck these guys you know so it's 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 like that's on their end it's not easy either what i'm saying is someone should be held responsible to make that system better or you put a cap on it yeah fair enough simple as that you stop you stop stop the intake right Quickly talking was about it nine hundred thousand? Nine hundred thousand students this year? Not this year, but overall. Oh, is it overall? It's okay. overall right. since. But talking about responsibility, we kind of alluded to this. Uh, we saw the housing minister finally take responsibility and step down for the Greenbelt fiasco. Any thoughts on that? Yo, uh, let's just get to the point. Is this going to hurt the Dougler? Because it's chasing him. I don't think it affects him at all, man. People uh, realize that all governments are corrupt. There isn't one government that isn't. We were alluding to the fact that, yeah, this is going to be, you know, just, you know, friendly developers getting what they want. They got caught, which is probably what they didn't want to happen, which whatever. Incompetence happens. Governments are, tend, they tend to be. Um, um, but like I said, it doesn't really matter who gets it as long as they build something on it. But, which but, doesn't look like know, they are. That's the most more annoying part for me. The the reason why I, I even floated that idea, like, yeah, like, this is such a typical conservative 
scandal. Liberal scandals are always too complicated for the average person to understand. Just as long as the scandal was like, no one understands that shit. Even when, like, any of her shit's too complicated for the average person to understand. But this is easy. Oh, your friends are developers, and you gave them land that was it's like, okay. You didn't even try. They even try to hide it. Wait, they went to your daughter's wedding and they gave Shuggin. They were all there. Okay. Oh, he <laughs> and those same people got millions of dollars of land. Gotcha. Hundred <laughs> X money. This is fucking crazy. Um, this one's too easy. Too easy for the average person to understand. Do, do, do you think he just got his like god complexity after he won last time? He's like, ain't nobody touching me. You know, I don't know. If people love me. I don't think it's egotistical. I think it's twelve of them that voted. I think it's people <laughs> coming in with the favors that you owe. Like, yo, this is the reason you got that donation to, you know, or yeah. So but there's there, there's in. a way that I feel like it's classic conservatives. Like at least you know, rush rush into something, say you're gonna do it. He's been doing it the whole time. Announce something, and they go back. Okay, now we got to figure out how to actually do it right. Yeah. And uh, even with these deals. Probably rushed and did them, and then thought oh, we got to figure out how to figure out look right, and that's where he got caught. You know, I'm Mark sure Mark people. Mark. This happens all the time, but first off, it's better be, at hiding let's it. Let's be fair. We don't know about Doug Ford's connection to any of this. It was his minister <laughs> and his, his staffer. You know what I mean? So by all means, we we're drawing some pretty disparaging conclusions here. Some conclusions. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't think supposedly. I don't think anyone's going to be suing us anytime soon. <laughs> Especially with what's in the papers and all the investigations that have found not I don't much know. yet. Wasn't no? What we're saying wasn't what we're saying. What the auditor is it? Auditor general? I would assume that's the title. Yeah. The person who went through the deal literally said this was done incorrectly. Yeah, yeah. Incor- you lost. So what? So So what's supposed now? Let he who hasn't done something incorrectly cast the first stone. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> all I'm saying okay. is. I'll back you. I'll back you up, Shinde. I'll back you up a little bit. Uh, he 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 opened up the Greenbelt for development. Whether it happens or not is a whole other story. Uh, but I think the people want the four one three. In general, the people want the four one three. In general, people want more housing, more you know, startup of building and construction. Shovels in the ground is good for the economy. Is good for the growth. Uh, especially with the people that are bringing in so many people, but that's that's where the buck stops. Like the concept is nice, who profited from it, how it happened, the deceit, the dishonesty, the lack of process, allegedly. Basically, is, everything else related to it. <laughs> is, is the problem. Isn't the problem like yo? His friends made enough money on the fucking four one three scandal. You had to double dip and go back to that same well and say, you know what, guys. Go buy this shit now. It's coming, and then boom. Did you, did, Come on, did, man. Did you hear his announcement oh, as well? He goes, "We're going to revisit everything that we've gone over." So, not even saying that he's going to cancel the past thing. We'll revisit. So, we might even do look. more. You know, one. It sounds prudent because the last thing you want to do is cancel and now face a lawsuit where you have to give up money. You don't want the government losing lawsuits. So, if it's a lawsuit they're going to lose. You may as well move on with life and look at other things and. Maybe you open up more of the green belt and make it a fair process for the guys who didn't get a piece. <laughs> yes, that's the solution. Let's destroy the environment. Whatever's left over. All right, let, hold on. Let's be honest about this bit of green belt. If you've ever been 
over this area of green belt. They're not giving up the good stuff of the green belt. Like if you drive along the 413 uh, or like Highway 9, the stuff that's, you know. Shinda, sounds like you have some uh, intimate de- details about where this is all happening. Well, we all know where it's happening. <laughs> it's all happening on the inner side of Kaladin, right? That's the side that they're giving up. It's not like they're cutting up like the middle of the green belt. They're cutting up the part that's closest to, mm. you know, the GTA. Um, that's, and I'm like, I drive the green belt pretty often, go biking out there. The good stuff is 40 minutes on the other side of the of where it is, right? Yeah. The part that they're trimming fat off of is, eh, you're still not touching the forks. You really... Well, they don't want... They don't want... It will change the identity of that area, ultimately. But there's... You know, any kind of big infrastructure like that, a highway for sure, will just open up the door for more development. And I, and I think that is... The residents saying, "Well, we don't want those changes, right?" Just like they don't want people from Brampton, maybe um, the new <laughs> going into um, But ironically, ironically, the new um, minister of transport or is uh, from Brampton. <laughs> <laughs> so you hey, better add some like crazy sound effects when you said a <laughs> truck horn you need a truck horn for sure 413 <laughs> I don't know man this people... I will yeah, say though I, I think oh. I, I think this is Doug Ford's last term I don't even as premier of Ontario who's, who's he's going out with a bang allergy was like look how he just reacted nah bro nah B the minivan party's gonna come back like Pierre Polyev's not going to win, and they're going to drop him. Because if you can't beat Trudeau right now, Doug Ford runs for leadership of uh, national, the National Conservative Party. He wins that and goes for prime minister, and then he really makes his boys rich and fucks his country up real good. But <laughs> this is his last last term as premier, and he's going out with the bang and hooking up everybody however he can. That's why he's like shutting on Pancho Jenny Lana Ajo Lelo Horny. That's what he's doing right now. Dude. Once I'm gonna be honest, that has to be by far the worst political take I've heard on this podcast. And I'm on this one, and I make a lot of them. There is no world, <laughs> there is no world where Pierre loses and where Doug's <laughs> losing to a friggin' minivan party Wait, right now. To be fair, I think I think what Pierre gets the minivan party. The minivan what? Less than seven liberals oh. in friggin' thing. They're not going to have this crazy resurgence and come back in power. The best they can do, yeah, they will. The best they can do right now is go maybe up from seven to twenty-five, seven to thirty, and they take out the. And there's, there's a red wave. Bonnie, once Bonnie is Listen, made leader, there's a. I'll red tell you wave why coming. Bonnie is not going to come because all they're going to say, and this is where the Doug's going to get him. He's going to bring up the stuff about you know. Do you want kids affirming at school and how that affects parents? The liberals will not touch that in a way that most voters will touch, will vote with. We're already seeing parents. Yeah, here's but the thing: Bonnie's not really a liberal either. She's more. Bonnie of a, already said, "I'm just going to come down with the green belt stuff." Where is she going to differentiate herself with Ford? On what? Wait, wait, wait! I, 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 I want to make, make a bet. I want to make a bet. At the very least, the liberals will be the official opposition. See? After the next provincial I agree election, with that. that's their that's their oh, goal. Man. That's their goal, not being from party. At the very least, but they're they're probably they can get win. a minibus. I, I think they can yeah. move up to a minibus party. I think that'd be dope. 
party bus party. Okay, make them official opposition though, yeah, right? Give them two. All I'm saying is they have a long way to go, both right, fundraising okay. wise. Gonna... That is still kind of. They're far... If Bonnie becomes leader, they're gonna win. She but, is. Do you She's think Ford does? What has Ford done that exemplifies great leadership? Like, like, why are you so on? I'm being pragmatic here. What has he? He's done everything right, uh, optically at least. What has he not done? What? what? What's your thing that yo? Why didn't he do this? I agree. He's governed like a liberal. Hundred percent, he's governed like a liberal. liberal, which is the smartest thing to do. You govern from the center. He hasn't. He. Yeah, he handled the COVID stuff pretty well. Now, now people. You think people? people yeah, I think people will vote for him again. Uh, who? Who are they voting for? Who's the NDP leader? Name now. Now you're Walter. in the stand oh, no. camp of like bad Listen, political takes. Name the NDP's frigging leader right now. E- either any of you, without looking it up, we don't even know who the leader hmm. of the NDP is right now. The Liberals are leaderless. We're like all saying Bonnie. It probably will be Bonnie. But Bonnie is caught in this weird world where she's leaving Mississauga. She's not going to take the liberal progressive takes that, you know, warm her up to far left. The center is where Doug's governing from, and he's going to hold it. No, I think, uh, well, whatever. You know what? Fine. I'm just going to disagree with you and say all those people that regretfully voted for the Dougler, because the diehard liberals now have a hero to vote for, and people will just change for the sake of change, will vote for Bonnie. And that will take out a huge chunk out of the Dougler's voting base for the last couple of elections. Uh, now that there's some stability in the Liberal Party, it'll just be a fresh new change, and that'll be more than enough for them to vote Bonnie in. Never mind the fact that her city is a prime example of what good govern, governing can lead to because Mississauga is probably one of the best-run cities in Ontario, at least on the face of it. I love Brampton, by the way. Um, so it's a resounding endorsement of what her leadership is like. I mean, it's pretty fucking clear, right. man. So, it's, it's so bad. It's so bad how clear right. it is. Well, that, that's the provincial side of things. Federally. How does anyone see Trudeau coming out of this? Yo, I see him with the. I, I see Pierre with the minority. minority, though. Whatever. Give Pierre a minority. You really see Trudeau coming back with a minority? Mm-hmm. Based on your. He's going to squeak one out. Based on everyone you've talked I haven't met one person that who I know. And I know a lot of diehard liberal homers. No one is even considering Trudeau. Like, they're just like, he's just buying for time. This is how desperate Kudo's gotten. He said that I am going to go talk to India about the sick human rights when I meet, meet up with them. If that's not a desperate, I want the sick vote back because I know I've lost a chunk of it, their numbers are showing them that they've slipped, that he's willing to bring up these so What you're saying is you like, you like what he's doing and you, you, you like that he's doing that in the G20 <laughs> mission. Okay. I, I'm saying that him trying to pull this card tells me that there's polling... That was done that said, hey, we need you to give us something. And the only thing that they care about is can we do get some sort of numbers back our way? He doesn't care about us, man. Why he there's so many chances he could have done something earlier to really push this kind of stuff. Yeah, like bring in like 10 sick ministers. That did what? 
Just complete optics. And then completely cut off any other ability to govern or pass anything pro Siki. Not even like, you know, completely decimated like thing. He freaking called us terrorists. They released a terror report and put Khalistans in it. Even though there was no media Khalistan. The previous guy made a hotline. They're all bad. Not a sick hotline. Terrorist hotline. He loves Pierre. He loves them to Pierre. All I'm saying is I cannot see a world right now based on where these numbers are. And let's let's just let's just Pierre's do you think Pierre is winning because everybody hates Trudeau? Or do you think Pierre is winning because he actually has hate for Trudeau is at a tipping point where people who would have normally voted liberal are like, yeah, hey, I'll sit this one out. It's fine. I agree. I That's agree. fair enough. But that has nothing to do with it Pierre. It doesn't matter though. about Pierre. I, Pierre just has to be palatable enough. As long as he doesn't... He's not. I think he has. I think <laughs> he's done a better job than he was where he was six months ago. That Milhouse transformation, I think, has helped him. What, that he stopped wearing collared shirts and put on a t-shirt? And, you know, put up, <laughs> taking off the glasses, got off, you know, got those uh, contacts in. I think it's made a big difference. Hey, man, glasses built Robbie's house, right? <laughs> Don't fucking go with it. He does contacts and surgeries, too. I I still don't know how to take Pierre seriously. It all it'll all boil down to for me, um, who he has as his MPs or sorry mm-hmm. MPs uh, his candidates in the GT in the nine hundred five. Mm-hmm. If he rolls out the B team, then I don't think he's going to be serious. Um, but if he has some like hitters, uh, he will. Everybody's going to be everybody's gonna be jumping over each other to get a, a spot, Yo, right? If he has, if he has like six Bob Desanges in the nine hundred five, vote for Bob. I'm voting for Bob regardless. If he has six Bob Desanges, then then it's not. Then he's not serious. Well, let's just look at it this way. Yeah, we talk about no, no, but I mean, but the, I I think he if he oh so kind of maybe explain it to me. Is he just allowed to pick? No, no, they're. Whoever wants to run in writing, or they have they to run in a nomination and all that stuff. They have it, to it's a nomination. Very bad. Op- in not all areas, the party can appoint people where they see fit. Liberals do it, you know, and they get chewed up for it. Mm-hmm. You can choose to acclaim or have nominations. Yeah, you can choose, but there's certain areas where the money is too big to pass up on a nomination. Because part of a nomination is you got to, okay. you know, make memberships and nominations are. Yeah, but there's gonna. But I just think that there is gonna be a lineup of. Of good candidates because they kind of know he's going to win. Everybody wants to join the winner, yeah, right? So they do. There's no risk. So it's like no, not a huge risk to their whatever career they might have. They're not kind of stepping out. They win. They get in. If, That's the next phase. So I think you're going to get a lot of people. I mean, just like Trudeau had. Yeah, Trudeau had crazy nominations. Um, some epic nominations. Yeah, crazy nomination. Yeah, doctors right? yeah. went up against lawyers. Um, what we're going to see, though. <laughs> no, I'm seeing based on like quality candidates, we're going to see these high value, I guess, high career thing How about the Dougler? Yo, are, you we, are we going to see doctors, lawyers, and teachers? Or are we going to see radio show hosts and I don't know? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. All, here's another thing that I think people were dismissing with Trudeau, and this is one of those things that's very easy and very palatable. Is from when Trudeau's come in versus where we are now. Regardless of whether or not it's Trudeau's doing, we won't go into policy. Is life harder now for people or better, like easier? 
You can say globally or so to say, but no, for globally, Canadians. man. Come on, you, you can't, you can't cut out the. It's happening but around the world. It doesn't matter if it's happening to someone in Germany or where. Is it happening we're to not, someone? We're here? not trailer trash friends that you could say Trudeau no, increased no. the interest no, rate. No, I'm not even saying that. What I'm saying is the feeling is isn't he constantly giving money to families? Isn't there so many benefits they, and rebates that have just come look, out? We all know that you know aren't the same people aren't the same people complaining about him still taking the payment are. in the bank? Oh, yeah. Are they sending no, it back no, saying no, I don't want the inflation to go up? Listen, boards and breaking ankles. But are his people's lives harder now with the interest rates where they are? It's not his doing, but he's still going to bear the brunt of it. No. Is, let, me, let me rephrase your question. Is life hard during this period of time that Trudeau happens to be in yes. power for people? Yes. Is it because of yeah, Trudeau? Does it matter? No. Does it matter? There you it go. Does it matter? <laughs> does that matter? Does that change? Is it hard in every single country right now? Is it hard in the UK, in the US? Yeah. It's fucking hard in Sweden and Japan, which I love. It's tough everywhere, buddy. But- Who's going to bear the brunt of that? Leaders at that time. Yeah, but uh, that's not that's that's fine. I mean, people are going to be angry and they, they're going to blame the politician, but it's not going to change anything. You don't think it changes how they vote? No, Yo, I, think so they vote. People, I would think they will vote to what you're saying, but I don't think it's going to change their yeah, situation. Yeah, it might change the situation, but it'll change yeah. their ability or wanting to act on it, no? Fair enough. You're saying it's just gonna the frustration alone is gonna make people want change. That that's yeah, fucking human yeah, nature. I, I agree. I think just based that's on human that, nature. I think that's it's not merit. It's not merit. No, does I'm not look. I'm not if there's a snap election tomorrow, if there's a snap election tomorrow and Pierre wins in a probably landslide tomorrow, um, he's gonna have three or four years of dumpster fire economics and then he'll be the poster boy of a bad time in Canadian history, yep. financial history. But like, Fair? We'll see. Fair? Yeah. And then, then, then are you going to be out there defending him saying, no, 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 he was time I'm just saying, based on the way history moves, is liberals and NDPs usually inherit the recession. They get shit on for the recession that they've inherited. And they get voted out because of it, regardless of what they did. 2008, it was uh, Harper. 2008, we didn't feel that too much in Canada, though, compared to the States, though. I don't think Harper got buried for the brunt of that 2008 uh, market. I think more than anything, he, he more... was famous for his austerity measures, man. Famous for his austerity measures. All I'm saying is, I thought Sanja's take that we're losing both Pierre and Doug. I don't, I don't. Well, yeah, you yeah that, was, that was wild. That was wild. wild. That should be a hot take. Make that a you hot take. Doug on the federal side. Make, you clip get, that. You please clip that out. I'm telling you now, clip out Sanja's take. <laughs> you know what? I'll make the take even hotter for you. Um, on the federal side of things. I think the apoplectic liberal voters that sat out and, oh, sorry, didn't sit out, but that would think of sitting out would rather think, you know what, rather than giving the reins to this fucking Millhouse cocksucker, let's go vote for Jigmeath. No. Okay, now, now you're <laughs> no. out to lunch. Who invited this guy? No, I just want to piss off. I love Jigmeath. 
I just don't see any <laughs> votes going to him. These guys are. You oh, love the not, These guys are. They're not getting anything. The face of the coalition is gonna be the backup. <laughs> yeah, <it's, laughs> um, you know what? If we're talking about dumpster fires and we're talking about just like compare complete like Logan versus Dennis, Dylan, Dennis. You guys have been watching this stuff. I over my head, man. Tell me what's going on. Logan Paul, famous YouTuber turned boxer, makes prime energy drinks and prime hydration drinks. Very popular guy with the Zoomer and the young crowd. You may have seen his brother. His brother has a documentary on Netflix. Jake Paul, another bit famous YouTuber. The whole YouTube boxing scene's really taken over boxing as a whole. Um, probably much to the dismay of any boxing fans or hardcore boxing fans. Anyways, he's fighting a guy named Dylan Dennis. And Dylan Dennis, since this fight's come up, has done one thing and one thing well. Every day, he's just posting pictures of Logan Paul's uh, fiance in uh, questionable relationships, questionable uh, things. Straight just every day. And he's probably at like 50, 60 different pictures, insinuating 50, 60 different guys. Um, and now it's come out that That's she's tough. suing him for defamation and a bunch of other stuff. And it's come out that her Snapchat was hacked. And a bunch of the stuff that he's posted came from a Snapchat that was supposed to be, I guess, private or stuff that she had never even posted. Um, he was in a one-on-one today or the other day with Logan, and he couldn't put like a coherent sentence together. It was just all stuttering. And so that's now taken over. Is Logan like, this is a Twitter troll type thing. But anyways, all that said, have you guys paid attention to this at all? Seen any of it? Thoughts on it? Seen it. Don't care. Yeah, generally, I, no, had, no, I had no about. idea. I had no idea. I'm, I'm hooked. I'm actually gonna go back and look this up. <laughs> like he got to the point where I'm she. Sure, was... I'm sure. It's, yeah, if it's defamation, I'm sure he stops now. That's the end. He's of it. straight up saying, "I'm doubling down." He's like, "Fuck that hoe." He literally that was his verbatim tweet. Um. But yeah, the... what, what's 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 in, what's the intention? By is he just trying to get a rise out of Logan? He's Paul? selling a fight. He has a fight coming up, a boxing match with him. Get in his head maybe a little bit. Make the public interest for the fight to buy the fight. They go, if you're not going to win the fight, the best thing you can do oh. is at least make it make people want to watch make the fight money. to see you get beat up. I wouldn't even be surprised if Logan Paul paid for the hack. Ooh, that would be a surprise. Just, just on the, he's, he, he's, making, he's making more money, right? As the promoter. Make money. Yeah, but Logan's probably taking the, the lion's yeah, share. Fair enough. Right, so... I take this fight to the moon. That's crazy. I don't know. <laughs> Segway. The, yeah. Talking about going to the moon. I like how you have to remind me. I would have totally hey, ignored bro. you. <laughs> India got to space. How are you guys feeling about that? Oh. I feel like if any Indi- if any space mission was made in a Hollywood basement, it was this one. Oh, come on. It's a, it's... Here comes the India defense by Mr. Ranji. <laughs> John Taranji has arrived. Whatever you feel about India, you're, it's fair to feel, but it's uh, it's a milestone, man. Look, Russia couldn't do it. The only U.S. and then India did it. Now Japan is about to do it now, too. To what, but for what end? To what end? What does it prove? Look, uh, the, the space program getting better all over the world is a good thing for human society overall. Okay, before it was just the U.S. and Russia. 
um like we say oh we got the cat in the arm okay who cares um you know like the space program really developing in, in other countries is a big deal because that means uh in the future there could be global projects that we all work on together yeah. where we can all contribute yeah. equals and probably increase chances of success for crazy missions like setting up a habitat on on mars for us to live at are coming up with some new propulsion. You don't, you don't, you don't think that country we're talking about in particular it. could take billions of dollars and help their own society? Maybe sanitation to start with? You know, poverty. I mean, moon's great. Yeah, but... Healthcare, malaria, there's yeah. a lot of things. We don't even have clean drinking water in some, certain reserves in, in Canada. Same thing. I mean, every society's always going to have problems. There's, there's one thing... To just say, look, be the negative Nancy and Miss Poopy Pants and say, oh, you're spending money on that. You're sending money to Ukraine. Like, uh, who cares? There's there's, there's something, there's some merit to give society and people to, like, give something, look, make them look forward to something. Uh, give them some sort of, like, goal, some sort of aspiration that, look... Uh, you know, we have our nine to five, we have our economy that's going to shit, but there's something as a society, as, as a race, human race that we're moving towards. Um, there's, there's a value to that that cannot, should not be restricted. How do you feel? That's my locker room speech, guys. <laughs> You're supposed to fucking clap. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, Randy's really passionate about this. I, I always you really were a and you always like space. Um, you f- no shit. No, I'm all for science and innovation. No one's saying that. I'm just thinking it's, you know, the the way they're chalking it up. It's it's. There's a lot of other things to take care of. That's all. I'm yeah, saying. I know. But like when John F. Kennedy sent people to the moon and funded yeah, that project, 60s, right? Like it was a bad time for America. Sixties. That, that was a bad time for the for America too. But he still spent money. And still, it was a cold war. The whole there's a whole different scenario behind there. What I'm saying Holy is, it's got a lot of, you know. Most you people know, would argue Cold happen. War now, right? You're aware of that. What's you know, that now one? there's three powers, three big nuclear powers. There's Russia, mm-hmm. USA, and mm-hmm. China. Now there's a China's uh, increasing their their arsenal, um, and you know there's a whole new Cold War. India's. We're talking about India. India has dukes. a couple of new. Yeah, but I mean that's not that's not causing a they're not in a cold war situation. They I mean they're not maybe with China. I know there's some they're having some issues there and they're even building tunnels in Ladakh to transport armies faster to the border. So there's there's conflicts there, but I'm just talking about the space project. You know, I mean, you're talking about like there could be collaborative things in the future. They already do collaborate. There's already projects all over the world that do this. But it's this yeah, but- new thing where countries want to do it on their own, right? So that's new. Yeah, that's new, and and they're doing it more as equals, where their space programs are catching up to NASA. That that's all I'm saying. And now that they're caught, they've caught up, uh, and they're putting more resources in it than before, then that could lead to more innovation. That's all I'm saying. I have one question about the India space thing, though. Some sanitation. Hmm. Why do all the pictures coming out of the India Moon satellite device, whatever it is, have the India Netflix filter on them? It's all orangey and hazy. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe they have a shitty camera. Maybe they bought the camera on on Amazon because it's lightweight, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they didn't care about the quality. Just get the job done. 
Sounds like India. Yeah, it sounds like India. I mean, I, they are getting better. Like India is getting better. Like hasn't hasn't Apple up the uh, the iPhone manufacturing in India by a couple of percentage points? Yeah, like, they started like opening up tenor. Yeah, like so things are getting better. But what I'm saying is, there's a lot other steps that can really accelerate that society, oh. right? Just compare oh, yeah. them. Just compare to them, China. That's all I'm saying. You got a country right to the north, equal populations. You literally can manufacture the same if you wanted to. Yeah, but look, I mean, fine, compare them. I can compare other things, too. One country has a growing, uh, you know, growing youth, like, uh, sorry, a younger population that is English-speaking and has more access to higher education, whereas the other one is aging and isn't renewing and has less and less young people working there. What I'm which, saying which, which society? Which society has a better prospect in the future? But it's the it's the way the society is being led. It doesn't matter the contents of society. The problem is the leaders of the society you're talking about are useless. They're the old farts still running the system, right? Nothing changes. Nothing changes. It doesn't matter what the contents are, right? So if if it's a dictatorship that's been able to accelerate a country in the last ten years to new echelons, and you're talking about a younger generation, well, guess what? Most people in that country don't even want to live there. They're leaving. <laughs> That's fair. And one question I had. You gotta, you gotta come to India with me, Robbie. You're gonna have a great time. I guess you know about like, India redeeming itself. No, no, and this comes up in a lot of conversations with with immigrants here, and you've probably noticed in the news, people like you know, Pierre use a guy, a guy doesn't even want to live here, and Canada's and this and that. Ninety percent of those people, when you talk to them, they all talk about the nokers. Oh, my life is wonderful. You know, I got all these services. I got yeah. You got you got modern slavery. You know, you, you're not you're not talking about the the normal person, the average person in your country. You know, you, you're talking about your 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 privileged life is so fabulous in another country. It's so affordable. I love this one line. Oh man, India is so affordable. You know, I got all the services. I got my cook. Really, it's 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 different. So that's my problem with India. That it's nice for rich people. It's not so nice for the common man, right? And always look at the common person, right? That's the majority of the country, not people like Ranjit and his fabulous lifestyle when he goes back. <laughs> Listen, you know, one thing you have to respect is you're talking about the common person. Um, they have a middle class that's growing at a crazy pace. It's insane how many people every month make that jump from below middle class to at middle class it's nowhere else in the world I, I, i'm not i'm not denying that right so, but the so what you're saying what you're saying in living you know, standards between like, rich like like here in canada right the discrepancies of living in ultra rich and even poverty line functioning sanitation garbage collection just life the discrepancy in india is very vast I know, but, right. but, but, so like going guys back like, to a, like Abani, guys like Abani who live across a slum, right? They have this, what's it called? His, his apartment's called this, you know, some billion dollar building he made. And then yeah. you can see slums right across. Like, it, does that not, <coughs> you know, there, you know what they say? It is what it is. But that, that notion that bugs me, right? It is what it is. In service help, like, you know, what you say, Nokar, their yeah, kids so are going to school. Their kids are going to school. And their kids are getting that education. The kids are going to university. So that jump is happening pretty quick where people in India now complain about how expensive help has become. Yeah. 
People are complaining right. about labor. That is true. So, so that change in that country is happening like fucking the next thirty years, where that's going to be rarer and rarer and rarer. But it will once again. It will all depend on the government in power and the powers that be if they can take those changes and actually implement some real change. You need infrastructure, right? That's that's baseline, right? That country, like what just happened with the train? Was it was that six months? Did we talk about that? So oh, some crazy train crash that's happened recently. Yes, yeah, a lot's happened in the world. I just think I just think they're much further behind than we think. Airports, they, you know, look at they airports. Nice one airport. airport. One of the. Yo, wait, hold yeah, up. but it's politics. They should have twenty of hold them. The F, right? Hold the F up. Air India is making one of the biggest expansions in aviation history right now. Is it in Punjab? Is there any? Is there any international like a huge airport? Considering the number of NRIs that are flying back and forth, or is it politics that stops another international airport from yeah, being made? Right. They are going to have way more connectivity uh, into that country than ever before. It's it's they're buying like three hundred brand new planes. It's a company that it's not the government. It's the company. The company bought it back from the government. It's a private yeah. entity running these things. That's different. I'm talking oh, about the yeah, government. because India is a country with no red tape and the government doesn't have a hand in anything, right? Yeah, and in everything. Yeah. <laughs> now, where you guys sat on the whole uh, India region, You see this? They want to go back to being called uh, Bharat? Yeah, I heard about that. Like, this this kind of crap. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's a misdirection fire, man, that he lit. It's so obvious. He's like, fuck, people are turning on me. What do I do? <laughs> <laughs> what would they be called then? What would what, like if it's not Indian? What would they, what, what would they be their, their title? No, would it be Bharat? The would be the name of the country that he wants to change it to. Yeah. What would you donate their people like? You know, Canada, Canada, Canadian. Bharati, right? You know that would yeah. probably simplify so mm-hmm. much stuff. Like this is what Columbus needed what? when he was looking for Indians. I'm. He was going to India, found Canada, called them Indians. Ah, yeah. oh, sounds like one of your jokes again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there he goes. No, just the Sorry, whole. God, uh, everyone like Native Americans got denoted Indians because India, but now they were. Ah. You know the joke fell when you got to jokes fucking terrible. You got to explain, explain it, it right? Uh, I just I blame it on the friggin' uh, intelligence of the people I'm working with here. I felt like that one was easy. Damn it. Sure. It's, it's everyone around me. I'm a You're genius. The problem. Yeah, I'm the yeah. genius here, man. Um, Zero execution. Last thing that I thought I'd, we were big on Mandalorian and Boba Fett and Obi Wan. Boba Fett sucked for the record. Can we all kind of agree on that now? I'll give that to you guys. It was the worst one. It didn't suck. I still enjoyed it, but it was like the worst I watched one. it, but it still sucked. No, but you still, I still watched, watched it. it more out of pain and if you stop watching if you stop watching and then it's so little that i stopped watching though i'm like a low standard for stop watching things um but yeah ahsoka have I you guys seen ahsoka? Different ways. i'm watching it now yeah uh, it's good yeah. man i like it so far i like it were so you guys far. on the rebels stuff like did you guys watch the animated stuff no i haven't watched any of that wait, wait, wait. i i gotta i gotta turn off my camera and turn it back on guys watch one sec <laughs> This guy's gonna have like a Star Wars poster behind him, like a Rebels poster that he's trying to highlight. 
He has a Star Wars poster on his wall, but he didn't need to turn <laughs> off his camera. He could have just taken <laughs> off the, the defocus. Or, yeah, that's all he had to do. He's complicated this, making I, it about himself. Like, he brought yeah. a lightsaber. Like, very, it's very nice. <laughs> the, fact, the fact that, you know, most of the lightsaber is blocked out right now, so it just looks like a cylinder, and I'll let your mind go where it goes. <laughs> that is pretty dope, though. It's side to side. That's pretty dope. We, we can't That's see it cool. away now. You spoiled it with your words. <laughs> That's pretty dope. We bought it. That's pretty cool. How much did that cost you at Disney? Probably 150, probably. 150 US. That's nice of you. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> this economy? 250? I bought three. <laughs> it's, no, it's Disney, man. Everything's expensive. I would have totally yeah. bought a knockoff after outside. <laughs> I bought my kitty. I bought my kid the cheap one, which is 50 bucks. Have you guys... And then you have the option of building your own, or you can get a legacy. How do you guys one. feel about like Disney reaching all-time lows in stock? Say it again? Disney stock right now is at like a twelve-year low. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's linked to the economy too, right? But like compared to the no, S and P, no, no, like no, no, no. They're, gonna, they're looking to offload ESPN. The park uh, attendance has gone down. People aren't spending money. Some people are saying subscriptions. Some people are saying it was like that woke. Go, go go broke campaign even though it could they started be. going I mean, down they brought, before that they, they brought in I mean they brought back Bob Iger or whatever his name not, is really, he doesn't seem like he's helping public relations because of the comments he's made with the writer's strike and so there's that as well you can add that onto it so I think there's just a bunch of stuff going on but in a bad economy the park attendance is bound to go down right so and streaming numbers yeah I Five grand to spend on lightsabers, right? Like, fuck. <laughs> there was uh, there was rumors that they were probably uh, they they might offload ESPN to Apple. I heard that they were going to offload a lot of their digital properties over yeah. to Apple. The... That'd be crazy. Imagine Apple TV Plus, and you got ESPN right there. We're back to cable, awesome. really. Yeah. Oh man, let's turn into it. subscription services. We disbanded all. Oh, the... I, I, I... Go ahead. No, I was going to say we literally disbanded all our one one service thing to 12 streaming packages for a la carte, only to like yeah, get back to where we were originally. Yeah. It's crazy expensive now, man. Netflix is... I found Paramount Plus is not too bad. Was it like 10 bucks? But once you start adding them all up, okay. you have your Netflix, your Paramount Plus, your Disney Plus, your iPad. You're back at 100 bucks a month. Don't forget the IPTV. That, that's, that's a monthly bill too, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all forget about that one. On a weird note, I was, with my home renovations, isn't it wrong to call it a master bash, bath, bathroom? <laughs> or master bedroom? They're calling it primary now. Oh, do they call it primary? Yes, master. No, just, uh, just I a, heard about a weird that. point. Oh, I, was that that I did hear about that. That's where he's oh, I've always... it's... What? Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. It's weird. I just thought about the other one. I'm like, why is it called master? It's like... Yeah, no, I heard there was some sort of... Comp- master bedroom. Master bedroom. Yeah, and no, I heard that there was the renaming like Sanj pointed out, but I don't know how... Were they calling it Sanj? Sorry, I missed primary. that. Could you, could you say it again? I'm Mary. I'm Mary. Yeah, you're right. You know what? Now that I, 
Like I watched that show Selling Sunset. I met one of the actresses, by the way. Congrats. Uh not a big deal. Up one of the actresses. Give us the full story, please, sir. Uh Emma. Emma. My kids are at uh what's that beach with the with the rides and whatnot? Santa Monica. He's like, Emma, pretty. I was like, Yes. Yes. He's wailing. Anyways. She noticed, took pictures, it was good. <laughs> On that note. Anyways, yeah, they, they, they call the show a primary. Going back to the topic, <laughs> reliving the memory in my head. But uh, getting back to the topic, yeah, they call it primary too. You're right, Sanj. <laughs> the more you know, the more that you know. <laughs> All right, man, we're just dragging it out at this point. If you've made it this far in the podcast, by be sure to hit us with a like on YouTube or a sub. Um, and we're back. And we're back. God, from bless you. God bless you if you made it this far. <laughs> we're back for. Are we doing bi-weekly, weekly? I don't know. Bi-weekly, bi-weekly, bi-weekly yeah, we're bi-weekly, bi-weekly, monthly. Bi-weekly, monthly. Yeah. We'll see. Summer. We'll monthly. see where we feel in the fall and winter season. The more time we have, the more likely we are to do these things. We we gotta improve Sanjay's equipment if he's coming back on. It's <laughs> hard for more Jason out there, man. He said he got new internet. Was, I think he down. I think he downgraded. That's what he meant by new internet. You're the fucking guy that fell off like four times. What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, that's not me. That's not me. That like, shouldn't Bindi be on purpose. I'm still around, buddy. I've been around the whole time. <laughs> All right, Bindi Johal. Uh, With my mic. <laughs> All right, y'all, take it easy. Peace. Peace. Peace.